0: Welcome to Angry Americans. Welcome to episode 11. 11. We made it to 11. Well, I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. So, this show, I want to do something different. Some of you said, you know what, I want a shorter show. Great. So, I got it for you. Now, look, I had a plan for today's show, I had a guest booked and I had a strategy. But then the news happened and I needed to call an audible. Because if you've been listening to this show, you know we've really been focused on an issue that I think epitomizes what this show, this movement, and this moment in America is all about. We've been staying on top of the fight by 9 first responders with Congress to get the support that they need. The funding of the nine eleven Victim Compensation Fund that will ensure that people who served in 9-11, who ran into burning buildings who put their lives on the line, who are dying right now by the day, are taken care of. But they're still fighting. And I had to call an audible. We had to go back to that issue because this moment in time epitomizes what I think this show can do. This show is about harnessing the anger, the frustration, and the power of that emotion and channeling it into positive change. There's a lot of other stuff going on in America, but Jon Stewart... Jon Stewart rang the bell. This week, Jon Stewart epitomized what it meant to be an angry American. Now, there's a lot of other stuff going on in America and in the world, too. Big Poppy got shot in the Dominican. You may not have heard, but Justin Bieber challenged Tom Cruise to a fight in the Octagon. We got the Stanley Cup in Game 7. The NBA Finals have been amazing. Scarface, the rapper, is running for city council in Houston. I bet you didn't know that. Howard Schultz has paused his campaign to have back surgery. I have no jokes about that. I am just reporting the facts. But there's one story we have got to focus on, and it's the fight for 9-11 first responders. On Monday, I went out to a golf tournament in Long Island. It was a golf tournament to raise money for the Ray Pfeiffer Foundation. Ray Pfeiffer was a firefighter. He served at 9-11 And he died from 9-11 related health problems. And there's a foundation now named in his honor. And every year, firefighters get together with some sports stars and people in the media to support the foundation that takes care of these families, that buys things like respirators, so they can have a little bit better quality of life before they die or to struggle through an illness. So I went out to Long Island on Monday and hit some golf balls in the pouring rain. And I suck at golf. It was not a pretty thing to watch. There is no video, thankfully for you. But we raised a couple hundred thousand dollars for this critical charity. And I sat down again with Rob Serra. If you're new to this show, after this episode, I hope you go back and listen to the deeper dive with Rob Serra. We sit down and really understand his story as a 9-11 first responder, as a firefighter. His first day on the job was 9-11. So we check in with him today and get an update on how that fight is going. But before we get to that interview, I want to get to Jon Stewart. Every episode, I want to bring you the four eyes The same four eyes that come at you in every show were also brought to you by Jon Stewart this week. He brought integrity, information, impact, and inspiration. Jon Stewart's the real deal. I've met him. I've spent time with him. He's been very committed to many charities over the years. But this week, he brought those four eyes just like we do on every single show. Because Jon Stewart this week Epitomize what it, mean to, what it means to be an angry American. This week, Jon Stewart showed us that if you're not angry, you're not paying attention. And Jon Stewart was paying attention. He testified before Congress, flanked by firefighters, cops, widows, widowers, and by our buddy Rob Sarah. If you saw the video of Jon Stewart, Rob Serra's sitting just behind him over his shoulder, in a wheelchair, in Ray Pfeiffer's wheelchair... Rob Serra is the third guy to use that wheelchair because the first two are dead. And Jon Stewart, who I hope will come on this show in the future, issued a clarion call, a conscience-calling moment to Congress, but also to all Americans. If you haven't heard it, I'm going to play a little bit of Jon Stewart.
1: Shameful. It's an embarrassment to the country, and it is a stain on this institution. And you should be ashamed of yourselves... For those that aren't here, but you won't be. Because accountability doesn't appear to be something that occurs in this chamber. We don't want to be here. Lou doesn't want to be here. None of these people want to be here. But they are, and they're not here for themselves. They're here to continue fighting for what's right. Lou's going to go back for a 69th chemo. The great Ray Pfeiffer would come down here, his body riddled with cancer and pain where he couldn't walk. And the disrespect shown to him and to the other lobbyists on this bill is utterly unacceptable. You know, I used to get I, I, would, I would be so angry at the latest injustice that's done to these men and women. And, uh, you know, another business card thrown our way uh, as a way of of shooing us away. Like children trick-or-treating, rather than the heroes that they are and will always be. Ray would say, calm down, Johnny, calm down. I got all the cards I need. And he would tap his pocket. Where he kept the prayer cards. 343 firefighters. The official FDNY response time to 9-11 was five seconds. Five seconds. That's how long it took for FDNY, for NYPD, for Port Authority, for EMS, to respond to an urgent need from the public. Five seconds. Hundreds died in an instant. Thousands more poured in to continue to fight for their brothers and sisters. The breathing problem started almost immediately, and they were told they weren't sick, they were crazy. And then as the illnesses got worse and things became more apparent, well, okay, you're sick, but it's not from the pile. And then when the science became irrefutable, okay, it's the pile. But this is a New York issue. I don't know if we have the money. And I'm sorry if I sound angry and undiplomatic. But I'm angry. And you should be too. And they're all angry as well. And they have every justification to be that way. There is not a person here. There is not an empty chair on that stage that didn't tweet out, never forget the heroes of 9-11. Never forget their bravery. Never forget what they did, what they gave to this country. Well, here they are. And where are they? And it would be one thing if their callous indifference and rank hypocrisy were benign. But it's not. Your indifference costs these men and women their most valuable commodity. Time. It's the one thing they're running out of. This should be flipped. This hearing should be flipped. These men and women should be up on that stage and Congress should be down here answering their questions. As to why this is so damn hard and takes so damn long and why no matter what they get, something's always pulled back and they got to come back. Mr. Johnson, you, you, you made a point earlier, and it was one that we have heard over and over again in these halls, and I, I, I couldn't help but to answer to it, which was, you said, look, you know, you guys are obviously heroes, and 9-11 was a big deal, but, you know, we have a lot of stuff here to do. And, uh, you know, we got to make sure there's money for a variety of uh, uh, disasters, hurricanes, and tornadoes. But this wasn't a hurricane, and this wasn't a tornado. And by the way, that's your job anyway. We can't fund these programs. You can. Setting aside that no American in this country should face financial ruin because of uh, a health issue. Certainly 9-11 first responders shouldn't have to decide whether to live or to have a place to live. And the idea that you can only give them five more years of the VCF because you're not quite sure what's going to happen five years from now. Well, I can tell you, I'm pretty sure what's going to happen five years from now. More of these men and women are going to get sick and they are going to die. And I am awfully tired of hearing that it's a a 9-11 New York issue. Al-Qaeda didn't shout death to Tribeca. They attacked America and these men and women and their response to it is what brought our country back. It's what gave a reeling nation a solid foundation to stand back upon to remind us of why this country is great of why this country is worth fighting for and you are ignoring them and you can end it tomorrow why this bill isn't unanimous consent and a standalone issue is beyond my comprehension And I have yet to hear a reasonable explanation for why it'll get stuck in some transportation bill or some appropriations bill and get sent over to the Senate where a certain someone from the Senate will use it as a political football to get themselves maybe another new import tax on petroleum, because that's what happened to us in 2015. And we won't allow it to happen again. Thank God for people like John Field. Thank God for people like Ray Pfeiffer. Thank God for all of these people who will not let it happen. They responded in five seconds. They did their jobs. The courage, grace, tenacity, humility. 18 years later, do yours. Thank you.
0: If you're not angry, you're not paying attention. I've been saying it for 10 episodes. You've been listening for 10 episodes. And Jon Stewart said it for all of us. Jon Stewart is the voice of reason. Jon Stewart is the voice of America's conscience calling. And we should all listen. My friends are dying. That's the hashtag that Rob Sarah has been using. And his friends are dying. My friends are dying. I sat at a dinner with them on Monday. I met their widows. I saw guys and gals who were sick. And they're dying right now. And thank God for Jon Stewart. But does it really need to come to this? Do we need to have Jon Stewart call in the heavy artillery to be able to get Congress and Washington and let's face it, the American public to do their job. Is that what it takes? Apparently it does, but it worked. That was Tuesday. I'm recording this on Wednesday. As of today, this morning, the House passed the 9-11 VCF bill. It's passed. Your support, your attention, your focus, your anger, Help make that happen. Many of you listening called Congress, sent emails, popped out tweets, and it mattered. But we're not done because now it goes to the Senate. The fate of thousands of people's lives and their family support hangs in the balance of the United States Senate where bills go to die. So now it's at the feet of Mitch McConnell the guy I focused on a couple episodes ago who had the brilliant idea of trying to raise the age of adulthood to 21, but Mitch McConnell, Senate Majority Leader, America's favorite villain right now, and rightfully so, he is the guy who will now determine what happens. Today, in the Senate, a reporter asked Mitch McConnell a question. Check this out. The 9/11 Victims Compensation Fund is running out. Do you support reauthorizing the fund? Gosh, I had not looked at that lately. I'll have to. Uh, we've always uh, dealt with that in the past in a compassionate way, and I assume we will again. Gosh, I haven't looked at that lately. That's what Mitch McConnell said. Gosh, I hadn't looked at that lately. Apparently, he hadn't looked at a television or a newspaper or Twitter or thousands of people who've come to Washington over the course of the last 18 years fighting for this issue. It's a dereliction of duty. If you can't pay attention to this, you're not doing your job. You didn't look at it lately. You didn't look down the hall to see firefighters walking down the hall with oxygen tanks. You didn't see Rob Sarah in a wheelchair. Do your job. Do your job, bring it to the Senate floor, and vote on it now. Mitch McConnell, I don't care if you're a Republican. I don't care if you're a Democrat in the Senate. Every one of you should vote unanimously. Bring it to the floor today. I hope that by the time this podcast drops, it's done. It should be done. It's a shame on all of us that this isn't already done. It's about our national security. It's about our public health response. It's about our soul This is the soul of America hanging in the balance. If we can't take care of people who run into burning buildings after an act of war, what does that say about America? Well, we're going to find out what Mitch McConnell's made of. Right now, he's in the crosshairs. But there's another politician, too, who's been notably silent. Every single New York area member of Congress, and frankly, most members of Congress, have tweeted their support for the 9-11 Victim Compensation Fund. There's been one politician that's been notably silent. Donald J. Trump. Donald Trump, who grew up in Queens, who has a home in New York, who talks all the time about how much he loves New York and New York made him who he is. Well, he's been quiet. He's tweeted on everything else under the sun. But he can't tweet about the 9-11 Victims Compensation Fund. He can't tweet to support 9-11 heroes. Well, all eyes are on you, man. You wanna make a case for re-election? Talk about how you're gonna take care of the people from your hometown and from 50 other states because Jon Stewart nailed it. When he said Al Qaeda didn't say death to Tribeca, that's a line that will go down forever. They'll replay that line in the news coverage of this time in history for decades. That is one of his greatest lines ever, he's right. Al Qaeda didn't say death to Tribeca, they said death to America and Trump is our commander-in-chief, and all eyes are on you, man. You talk a good game. It's time for you to step up. But here's the good part. If they don't step up, we're still coming. Angry Americans all across the nation have now got their rally cry. If there was ever an issue that embodies what this show is all about, the examination of our American experiment, it's this issue. And first responders are not taking any shit and they're not taking excuses from Mitch McConnell. Here's John Feel, another 9-11 hero and first responder, a guy who's been leading the effort in Washington for many years today on CNN. When they asked him, who's stopping this?
1: What's the holdup? Who's, who's standing in the way of you getting this money right now as far as you're concerned? Well, history will
0: show you 2010-2015, it was uh, Republican leadership. We just went to the House. We have over 300 co-sponsors. Kudos to my teams that made 12 trips and had about 400 meetings in the last six months. We've kicked butt. But now we're gonna go into the Senate where bills go to die because it's run by a bunch of cranky old white men who are trying to
1: keep control of this country. So, I mean, um, Mitch McConnell, we're on our way. Lindsey Graham, we're on our way. You know who we are. We met with you before. We're just not gonna take your crap this time. It's that simple.
0: It is that simple. We're not gonna take your crap anymore. Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, President Trump, John Field's coming, Rob Sarah's coming, Americans who are Republicans, Democrats, Independents, and everything in between are coming. This needs to get done now. And if you're listening, you've never been politically involved, now's the time to get involved. This is a good example of how your voice, your involvement, your focus will matter. If you're not angry, you're not paying attention. And attention must be paid. On this issue... And many others to come. But this one, this one will define us. This one will define this time in American history. And for you, it might define a political awakening. If you're the man or woman who's never called Congress, now's the time to do it. If you're not angry, you're not paying attention. But now, you better be taking action, too. And you're not alone. So coming up next, we got Rob Sarah. You're not going to want to miss it. 9-11 first responder, FDNY hero, for a powerful and quick interview with an update On the 9 11 Victims Compensation Fund, I sat down with him to find out the latest and for him to share his personal story. I interviewed him at a golf tournament in Long Island after the pouring rain. So we had some technical issues. His his audio is a little bit patchy, but I thought it was so important. I had to bring it to you and I had to bring it to you this week. And given it's Father's Day coming up, I think this is an issue that should ram home for everybody. How do we take care of fathers? How do we take care of the kids who've lost their fathers? 343 firefighters died on 9-11. Most of them had kids. This Father's Day, they're not going to have their dads around. So we want to do something to honor all the dads in America? Let's take some action. Angry Americans. We all need somebody to talk to. You can always talk to me. But in addition, we all need a person who can support us through the rough patches or even the everyday ups and downs of life. That's where Talkspace comes in. Talkspace is therapy for how we live. It's really innovative, and I've been a huge supporter of the mental health community, of mental health support. It's a sign of strength, not weakness to reach out for help, and Talkspace helps you do it. It's mobile, it's available when you need it, and it's affordable. Life can be stressful. Between work, family, everything in between, it's not always easy to find time for yourself. Now Talkspace Online Therapy makes taking care of your mental health more affordable and convenient than ever before. Simply provide your preferences for therapy and Talkspace will match with one of over 4,000 therapists the very same day. Send your therapist unlimited text, audio, picture, video messages from anywhere at any time. No matter what you're going through, you're not alone. Join more than 1 million people who feel happier with Talkspace. Just one month of therapy on the Talkspace platform costs about the same amount as a single face-to-face session. Best of all, you never have to wait a week to share what's on your mind, and it's completely confidential and very effective. Talkspace has more than 4,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure you use the code ANGRY to get your first week free and show your support for this show. That's angry at talkspace.com. Okay, everybody. um, Welcome to the bridal suite of a golf course in Lake Success, Long Island. I uh, am very happy to bring back our featured guest from episode... Three was it? Two, two. Sorry, episode two. Yes, thank you, sir. Uh, Rob Sarah, 9/11 first responder, FDNY veteran, and ferocious advocate for all things good and true. Welcome to the bridal suite. Yes, very. Thank you. I guess <laughs> <laughs> so. We we were roaming around. We're, we're, we'll tell people where we are. We are at we are at the second annual Ray Pfeiffer Foundation golf tournament to benefit. To benefit the Ray Pfeiffer Foundation and right. it's pouring rain outside, so yeah. everyone's in the clubhouse and we're drinking. In, we're drinking.
2: <laughs> so we're in the only quiet room in the place. So.
0: so we had to roam around and say, hey, where can we find a place that's quiet? And that took a little while because you got about a hundred firefighters who've been standing out in the rain right. and playing golf and doing a little drinking. Drinking some Tito's. D- drink drinking some Tito's, <laughs> who's the, the sponsor of this event. Uh, and Howard Cross is here from the Giants. Yeah. And Amy Freeze is here. Who is a, a a meteorologist? Who I understand was really born named Amy Freeze. She was. That and, was her real name. Yeah, and she also said it was going to be sunny today too. No, so I, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I have no idea. <laughs> but we won't. We Sorry, won't, Amy. I'm just. We, we won't hold that against her. But uh, I was really happy to come out here and support the foundation. You've been great. We had you on episode two, so it's been about two months since you were on the show. Yeah. And um. We're not there yet. Like this thing is not passed. You had a press conference yesterday at ground zero. uh, and as we were coming in here, we're gonna come back to the tweet in a second. As we came in here, Trump tweeted something that that I'm gonna reference in a second. But Rob, just first of all, thank you for all your leadership. You've been awesome. Lots of folks who listen to Angry Americans have stepped up and gotten involved and they didn't know about this issue. We've had a lot of celebrities and other folks on this show, but I think you've been our most popular guest so far.
2: Oh, surprising to hear
0: but no right. it's true and and so give everybody an update man like what, what what do they need to know about what's happened in the last couple of months uh, in the last couple of months we, we
2: uh we got 304 co-sponsors in the house now so we have the house uh we go to a committee on tuesday which is tomorrow and uh after the hearing hopefully it'll come up for a vote sometime in early july um and then it goes to the senate the senate you know is still a struggle we still only have 38 um, so we need about five or six Republicans to sign on. And I think we'll so have-
0: when we, when we sat down two months ago, we had 32 and here we are two months later, we only got 38 right out of a hundred. So it's right. like, you know, you guys are busting your ass, but that's a testament to how far we still have to go. That despite all the press, despite Jon Stewart, despite all the, all the, the push from people who listen to this podcast and others, we only added six people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you're meeting the people right now. I mean, to
2: them, it's just two months of litigation or whatever they call it. But to us, it's two months of people struggling to live. You know, uh, the woman you called ma'am before? Yeah. Her husband's not doing well. You know, he's he's one of our recipients. Um, he's, clear, he's a good friend of mine and he's on dialysis. He keeps losing his vision. You know, he's got uh, underlying multiple myeloma. He's got all sorts of diseases, all because of his work at 911. you know. And look, you saw... How his wife is right? Yeah, you know she couldn't have been in a better mood. No, she's awesome. She gave she, me she shared. gave me shit for calling her man. Yeah, but she's um, but 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 she she it. It,
0: she's making this thing happen today. But she
2: I, because she sees what we do and she sees how important it is and how much other people are struggling. You know, I mean, she's also a nurse, so she understands what all these families are going through. And it's it is fucking crazy that seventeen and a half years later we have all the. I don't think we could have proven it more than we already have. We have all the doctors backing what we've
0: been saying. You know, just it, it, at this point, it makes no sense. How you've been tweeting, and hopefully, folks have been following you. But do you have any 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 guess how many people we've actually lost since last time we had you on this show? Um, well, we lost
2: six last week, so um, you know, I, I want to say it's it's like thirty to forty. Yeah, a couple dozen. Um, right? Yeah, I think it was
0: like t- last month was like twenty. So it's been pretty pretty bad. So every day you've been tweeting uh, the hashtag my friends are dying. And this for those folks who maybe if you haven't gone back and listened to episode two, you should. We talked about uh, Ray Pfeiffer's chair and it's right here next to us. And you you know this is it's a powerful statement, a reminder of Ray. this whole event is in honor of Ray, but this this chair, it's also I got a note has a Miller High Life bag on the side, which is pretty damn cool. <laughs> but it's got you know a lot of mementos and and badges and patches on it from uh, from from different you know. It's got a POWMIA patch on it. It's got an FD, FDNY hockey team patch on it. We got of some course. guys from the FDNY hockey team here, right?
2: Yeah, Well, I'm an alum. That's my patch. If you could, if you look closely, you'll see my number on there. Ah, twenty two. Is that your yeah. number?
0: Excellent. How'd well, you come up with twenty two? That's what they gave me. Okay, so I, I didn't complain. I just wanted my own jerseys. I think. Well, and it also says in the back, "Memory of Ray Pfeiffer." So when you come into the golf tournament today, and we've got folks from all over the place who are here to support and raise money, but there's a there's a picture of Ray that says "Thank you" on it from when he was doing this work, I guess, before he passed. And his chair is there. But it's a real sense of community. A lot of people coming together and you know having a good time, but also supporting the cause. But it's it's kind of crazy that that you know we're going to go back to the city or to our life and the fight goes on, yeah. right? You guys do this once a year, but what's what's it been like for you over the last couple months fighting this fight?
2: Um, it's been frustrating, you know, like that hashtag, my friends are dying. I mean, that's not hyperbole, you know, it's, it's literal. I know that word gets misused a lot today, but yeah, it, it is, you know, my, some of them are here. You, you, you played golf with Larry Sullivan's kids today. Yeah. You know, I work with their dad. He was a giant, you know, he was exactly when you picture a fireman, it was Larry Sullivan, giant, big Irishman with a mustache. You know, he, he was a big, strong guy, you know, and, and and it took him pretty
0: quick. So I want to talk about that. For, so so yeah. I got paired up with the Sullivan brothers and my friend Todd, who's in the room with us, a great educator who I hope will join us in the podcast in the future. Um, but I we got paired up with the Sullivan brothers. And uh, I thought it was like, anybody who knows the history of Saving Private Ryan, D-Day was last week. You know, that was based on the story of the Sullivan brothers, different Sullivan brothers. But these are three brothers. uh, Two are firefighters. One's a cop. They live on Staten Island. And they have two sisters. I think one's a nurse and one's a teacher. So it's a whole family that serves. But can you, they're awesome guys. One of them got married on Friday. Uh, Larry's a, no, Larry's a, Fucking terrible golfer. I thought I was bad, and I'm pretty bad. Larry's like straight out of Happy Gilmore, but he just doesn't get better. But, but, awesome guys. Can you tell tell us a little bit more about their dad. I mean, you mentioned it a little bit, but when did he pass? And and you know, how how common is that too? Just to have a kind of a, a legacy. Families who generation after generation are firefighters or cops. Oh yeah, a
2: lot of them. You know, I'm, I'm a third generation in my family. Uh, I think it's pretty common. Yeah. Especially on Staten Island, we have a, a big. Uh, big first responder and you know working class uh community but yeah larry he was a senior man at rescue five on staten island you know they lost the whole company on 9 of them. he helped rebuild the company and you know, he's like i said he was a big strong guy a great teacher you know I, I only got to work with him a few times so you know i didn't know him as well as the guys that he worked with all the time but you know it's just a testament that what kind of man he was look at his sons you know maybe
0: they wanted to follow in his footsteps. So I guess he did something, right? Absolutely. So yeah. But those are the guys that kind of the guys and gals that kind of make this country what it is. And and uh, they're in their twenties. So I, I was actually telling them that we started this fight when one of them was still in high school. Like when we did Zadroga the first time, I think it was twenty ten, right? And then twenty like January twenty eleven it passed, I think one of them was still in high school. So that's how long we've been at this fight. Right.
2: I mean, yeah, we have Jack McNamara
0: here. He was three years
2: old when his dad died, in two thousand nine. You know, like it's it spans all different ages. You know, the kids all you know, we all have kids. You know, anywhere from two years old to thirty years old. You know, so it's uh, you know, like you said, it's interesting to see the difference. In, uh, sorry, I'm rambling. No, you got it. You know, the dip, the way the the kids of different ages all seem to handle it the same way. Yeah. If you look at little Jack, you know, he's only 12, but you, someday he's going to be a fireman too, just like the, the kid who lost his dad when he was
0: 25. You know? Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and they, they grew up with that sense of service and patriotism and selflessness. And now here we are. I mean, we, I've been saying throughout this show this season, if if you're not angry, you're not paying attention. I think some people, more people are paying attention now than eight weeks ago when we first sat down. But yesterday you guys did a press conference at Ground Zero. uh, I saw Congressman Max Rose, who is uh, a vet and he's from Staten Island. I saw AOC was there, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. De Blasio was not there. Uh, Gillibrand was not there. They're running for president and they were not there uh, back at home, which is, I guess, what happens when you run for president. But is there anybody else maybe who was there that you think has been I want to make people famous for doing the right thing, but also for not being there. But who, who's been helpful and who hasn't been in the last couple of months?
2: Um, well, so Congresswoman Maloney was there and you've probably seen her wearing her
0: bunker jacket. Yeah. She wears it everywhere. Can you, yeah.
2: Yeah. I was there when gave it to her. It was pretty cool. She, she promised us that she wasn't going to take it off until the bill was signed. And from I can see she hasn't. yeah. Yeah. Tried to tell her it's going to get hot, <laughs> you know, it's like wearing a snowsuit in July, you know? Um, uh, Congressman King. He's been there.
0: Peter King, right from Long Island. Yeah, you know, so that just shows that, you know both sides of the aisle. Um, yeah And before we came in here, this is uh, almost every time I talk to Rob, some crazy shit happens. And as we're here at this this uh, fundraiser for for firefighters and first responders and Port authority, those guys often get forgotten. A helicopter crash landed into a building in Midtown. And by the time this goes to air, we'll probably know more about it. It looks like they were trying to do an emergency landing, but the FDNY is responding right now, like they do all the time to who knows what's going to happen. Right. But this is a good reminder of the fact that they're called on all the time. And today a helicopter crashed into a skyscraper. So who do you call you call the FDNY and then president Trump just tweeted. Uh, I have been briefed on the helicopter crash in New York city. Phenomenal job by our great first responders who are currently on the scene. Thank you for all you do, 24/7, 365. The Trump administration stands ready. Should you need anything at all, what's your response to that, Rob? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked. Uh,
2: <laughs> you know, if he's ready to, to listen, you know, we're ready to talk and tell him what we need. You know, maybe he hasn't heard about this bill yet. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, we'd we'd love to have his support on this. You know if.
0: If he could tweet about it, let let the country know about it. That'd be great. He's tweeted about a lot of things in the last couple months, but he hasn't tweeted about this once, and hasn't publicly supported it at all, right? Uh, Not to my knowledge. Um,
2: Yeah, I think he might have retweeted something that John Stewart said, Uh, but besides that, I I don't know. Yeah, he hasn't met the uh, the Sullivan
0: brothers. You know, maybe maybe that would help. Well, he likes golf, so he should come out here for the golf tournament next year. <laughs> well Larry's a hack but you know put him with Trump and that'll be entertaining right see how Trump responds to that? but but you know I I actually tweeted something similar based off to of that and I said I'm with 100 folks right now at a fundraiser on Long Island you could help them how about supporting uh, the renewal of 9-11 BCF? You could also send a check to the Ray Pfeiffer Foundation. He talks a lot about his charitable donations, but he's never made a donation to the, to the Pfeiffer Foundation that I know of, has he? Uh, not that I know of. He might not know about us, um, <laughs> but this is a great time yeah. to learn about what we do. Mark Cuban did step up, though, from Shark Tank. And will you tell everybody there's a Shark Tank uh, story about how Cuban got involved with the Ray Pfeiffer Foundation? Can you summarize that for us real quick? Sure. We had a, a firefighter, Keith Young, uh, who unfortunately passed away from cancer.
2: Um, so he was a recipient of the Ray Pfeiffer Foundation uh, towards the end. And he had designed, he was also a chef. You know, he won many contests. You see him, you know, on Rachel Ray and all those kinds of mm-hmm. things. So he wrote a book, you know, Flyhouse Kitchen, and he designed this, this cutting board called The Cutboard Pro. And when Keith died, his kids took his, his cutting board and took it to Shark Tank and presented it, and they bought it, and they sold out in the first day. So, uh, yeah, the kids have been great. They, they you know have always made donations to us and kept us in, uh, involved, and they passed it on to Mark Cuban, which
0: is great. So, awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's a great story. We got the Cubes, and, and they're sponsoring this today, and, and good to have him and other folks that are sponsoring this today. Um, I want Father's Day is coming up. You're one of the best dads that I know and I've seen. You got any uh, lessons learned? I know I may have asked you stuff about this in the past, but with Father's Day coming up, I think it's even more important for people to you know, appreciate the dads that are around and appreciate the dads that are in their lives, even if your dad's not in your life, but also recognizing there's a lot of kids across this country who don't have their dads around. A lot of them are firefighters. But any any uh, lessons learned as a dad? If you could talk to young Rob Sarah when he was 15 and said, hey, man, here's some advice for you as a dad, what would you tell him? It's funny you should pick
2: that because that's the age I was when my mother died. Is
0: that right? Yeah. Wow.
2: I would just say, call your dad, you know, talk to him. If you have something to say, and this is something that, like I just said, my mother died when I was 15, and the last time we spoke on the phone, I was angry. Hmm. I was was away at prep school, and I hung up on her, Hmm. And, uh, and then we got to talk to her again. And the reason why I was so angry is because she had me put in honors classes without telling me. But so, I mean, it's funny. I know she went to bed. She would, She knew I wasn't really mad. But that was the last conversation I ever got to have with my mother. So, you know, don't go to sleep angry. If you have hmm. something to say to somebody, say it. I mean, odds are you have your phone in your hand right now or you're your computer or something.
0: Call them. That's um, good advice. Thank you for sharing that. Now, uh, you also were rightfully angry because last time you were on the show, I had you on by phone and you didn't get any whiskey. So we now have whiskey. It's Jack Daniels. Uh, I owe you a bottle of whiskey. I don't have it here with me, but I will get you a bottle of whiskey. Do you have a favorite kind of whiskey? I'm a scotch guy. Please. Well, what is your favorite scotch? I like the Balvenie. Ah. Single barrel. If you if you're shopping, a 15. Okay. All right. You're a man of taste.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not into the the peaty scotches. You know, I feel like I'm not a fire. You know, I want to enjoy myself. <laughs> like I'm eating charred wood. You know. I appreciate you know, that.
0: It's Excellent. Excellent. And I didn't get to ask you this the first time either, but I never asked Rob Sarah what was your first car. My first car
2: was a 1988 Nissan Pathfinder. Wow. Very exciting, but it carried everything that I owned to and from college. So, What color was it? It was a metallic red.
0: That's pretty good color. Yeah. Did you know you were going to be a firefighter at that time? No. So you just ended up with metallic red.
2: Yeah.
0: That was maybe an omen. Maybe it was a foreshadowing. And then where did you go to college? Hobart College. Hobart's a good school. Yeah, Hobart's a good school, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is a good school. Yeah, well, let me Are there many Hobart graduates in the FDNY? Um, I can't think of any other <laughs> probably not, right? <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, so, just I guess last question, Rob, you know, we're going to stay on top of this on the show. Folks who are listening, thank you for supporting. You know, the hashtag is Renew911BCF. If you follow Angry Americans on any of our social media properties, we keep putting out what, what Rob's got going on. And we're going to stay on top of this and hopefully report back. Um, but July 4th is, is coming up in a little while, too. We're probably not going to get this done before July 4th um but any any thoughts or reflections message on july 4th to people who anywhere in this country are tuning in um you know a lot of times i think these issues can be a little depressing but there's a lot of hope here i feel like there's a lot of hope and energy around this community and a lot around you it's great to see you get so much love here downstairs today because people i think really appreciate your leadership but what's july 4th mean to you well, that's a really good question yeah uh you know i love this
2: country i was i, I was born here and Generations of, of, of people in my family have served this country and I just hope that everyone can recognize that what we have, you know, we, we've lost the ability to have a conversation with each other, you know, and I think, I don't know if anything can bring us together, but maybe this bill could for at least for another day like it did on September 12th. I don't know, but uh, something's missing, I feel like. Something from this country is missing right now. I don't know what it is, I can't put my finger on it, but maybe if we can write one wrong, start there, work our way up to what you guys went through in you know, Iraq and Afghanistan and and all the way through. But I think at least for our generation, we have to start with 9 11 because that changed the world, right? It changed the way our country thinks and functions. And if we can't get that right, if we can't get cleaning up that mess right because we haven't, uh, as you see downstairs, you know, it's the first responders that are taking care of each other because that's what we do, you know. We have the wife of a man who's at home, who can't see, who's on dialysis, who's here with a smile on her face to raise money to help somebody else's husband, you know. So if you can take anything away from that, I guess that the spirit's still alive and then maybe we should focus on that. I
0: don't know. No, that's it, man. I think, I think they're... There is a lot missing, but you guys are stepping up like you always do to fill the, fill the gap. And that's what today is all about. That's what you lose. i tired.
2: You know, you can see it. We're getting tired. So we can use a little help.
0: Yeah, I think. And, and for folks who are listening, they can check out Ray Pfeiffer Foundation online. You can donate your time, your energy, your support. Uh, you can come out. We can do this next year back here again. Absolutely. And uh, whether rain or shine, we will be here. We will again invite President Trump to join us would be great to have him here we will hook him up with larry sullivan (laughs) and he's gonna need secret service because larry might hit him with a golf ball the way he plays Accidentally. accidentally 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 all right my friend rob sarah thank you for joining us again on angry americans we got your back man thanks for having ours
1: all right thank you
0: Alright guys, every episode you know I want to give you a way to turn your anger, frustration, motivation, and or inspiration into action. An action that shows that this is not just a show, it's a community. A community of concerned citizens who don't just complain or attack. A community that takes action. Righteous action that shows angry Americans can also be impactful Americans. An action that will make you feel good and will do some good. This week, put first responders first. Of course take action to pass VCF. Go to the Angry Americans Facebook page, check us out on Twitter we'll have resources at angryamericans.us but also support the Ray Pfeiffer Foundation. The Ray Pfeiffer Foundation is a 501c3 charitable organization dedicated to assisting 9-11 first responders, firefighters, police anybody who has medical needs not covered by insurance. This foundation was set up in memory of Ray Pfeiffer, a New York City firefighter that died on May 28th 2017, from 9 11 cancer. Ray was an inspiration. He never stopped putting the needs of others before his own. Ray was a leading force to extend the Zadroga Act through 2090. 2090, that's how far the act is going to go out, ensuring healthcare coverage for 75,000 people who need or will need treatment for health conditions developed as a result of 9 11 exposure. No matter what happens with this piece of legislation, there will still be gaps. And we will still need the Ray Pfeiffer Foundation to be the 911 for the folks who respond when people call 911. So check out the raypfeifferfoundation.org. It's P-F-E-I-F-E-R is how you spell Pfeiffer. We'll also have a link at angryamericans.us and on the Facebook page. If you got a story to tell or a resource to share, use the hashtag angryamericans or go to our Facebook page and let me know. Don't just be angry. Be active. big thanks to a few folks that helped make this episode happen first off the ray pfeiffer foundation thank you for hosting me in long island on monday it was a it was an inspiring time it was a great time to be around a room full of heroes and people who really give a shit it was like a room full of angry americans and especially Lori berlin the head of the pfeiffer foundation she's an incredible american a great leader and made the whole thing happen i want to thank the sullivan brothers these are three brothers that have all served our country and serve our community. Two firefighters, one cop. Their father was a 9-11 first responder. I want to thank them for playing golf with me. They were hilarious and awesome and inspirational. And I just want to give them a shout-out, Larry. uh, I think you need a lesson. So we'll talk to President Trump also about getting you a golf lesson. Uh, I want to thank the dude, Jeff Dowd. He's the guy who's the real dude. The dude from the Big Lebowski He's been sending support to Rob Serra and a lot of other folks. He's just an awesome dude. I want to thank the dude for being an awesome dude. A new thing we're going to do. I want to thank a couple listeners. Every week, I'm going to thank a few folks for listening. If I see you on Twitter, I'm going to give you a shout-out. I want to thank Ice Rafter, at Ice Rafter. Uh, Also going to tell you their bio, because I think it's interesting as hell and where they say they're from. So Arctic Rafter has been a big supporter of Angry Americans. Arctic Rafter is an endurance swimmer, a top carnivore, And a critical thinker. And I don't know if Ice Rafter is a man or a woman, but uh, their home of record is the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, which got my attention. So big shout-out to you. Also, Angela Campos, at Campos 10 Uh, Her bio, pretty awesome. She said, One day I wanted a new and different experience in my life, Uh, and the idea was simple, to write what is authentically me. So far, that's yoga and sports, Uh, She's from Texas. Big shout out to Angela in Texas. Thank you. Uh, Tina, Tina Winsett, a mom with two girls. The youngest has autism. She's a proud grandma, former social worker, UF alum, breast cancer survivor, and she hates dementia, which took her mom. So I want to give her a shout out as well. And thank you for supporting Angry Americans. Thanks to Starfish Media for the studio and recording help. Again, thanks to Patrick Conway, Soledad O'Brien, and Manuel Quajar. I think I got that right this time, I hope. Oscar Mike are awesome merch partners. We have more new designs up now. So go to angryamericans.us. We have them now in red and in blue and in asphalt, which is apparently a color and is just pretty cool to say. Perfect for Father's Day next week and there is free shipping. So check it out at angryamericans.us, which is an awesome website created by Eric Schonborn producer of many things cool and awesome including that website and much of this show so big shout out to eric chris rosenthal who's been making some killer videos for us on instagram and twitter so please check out angry americans on instagram on twitter and youtube we post most of our interviews extended form on youtube uh, and some of the cool chopped up videos what was your first car uh, what makes you angry all that's up on our youtube channel so go check that out you'll see more to come in the next couple of months. Bill Schultz for producing this episode and working his magic, especially with the rough audio we had with Rob Sarah. Cadence 13 for the air support. Righteous Media, my company, for powering this whole enterprise. And Rob Sarah, my guest this week, for another amazing conversation and for being a guy that every dad can look up to. Uh, my family, my amazing wife and two boys. Father's Day is this weekend. And I just got to say, I've had no greater honor in my life than being a dad. Uh, So I got to thank my dad, the great Polio, for always being there, for showing me what hard work is all about, and for being the best pop-up in the world to my boys. And most of all, thanks to you for tuning in. If you dig this show, please tell your friends to check it out. Our numbers are up. The audience is growing. And if you're on an Apple device and you like the show, please leave us a quick review and if you have Sirius XM, check me out this Friday, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern, and replaying at 7 and 9 Eastern. I'm again filling in for my friend Chris Cuomo. Uh, and I have an exclusive interview with Tulsi Gabbard, the congresswoman from Hawaii. She's an Afghanistan veteran and candidate for president, the first ever female combat veteran running for president. I'm going to have her on Sirius XM this Friday, uh, channel 124 on Sirius XM, that's the POTUS channel. I'm also going to have her on this podcast at some time in the future, so look forward to that. On Friday, I'll also have an update on the 9-11 first responders victim compensation fight. We'll have a recap of Game 6 of the NBA Finals, which, if you live in the Bay Area, will either make you very happy or very angry. But remember, it's okay to be angry. And no, you're not alone. We're all a little angry. And that's because, like Jon Stewart, we're paying attention. And together, like Jon Stewart we can turn that vigilant anger into positive impact. I'm your host, Paul Reichoff. Thanks for listening. Stay vigilant, America.